0: Hey, everybody. This is episode 120 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me, as always, uh, via Zoom, is my pal DeQuincy. Hey, guys. So, So, this is one of those episodes, one of those times, really, where you and I, you know, we've known each other for a long time. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of laughs Many laughs over the years. Um, I had some, you know, heated moments as well, but. Um,
1: That's to be expected when you know each other for how long we've we been friends? 10 years? Over 10. No, at least. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, but rarely do we find ourselves, you know, having real talks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot that goes on in the world every day. And sometimes we get to touch on it in personal conversations. Um, and, uh, but it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's not, it doesn't happen often enough. And, but this is something that, um, something that happened so quickly over the past week that it's like, how can we not talk about it? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I'm pretty much going to give you the floor on, on this whole this whole time. You know, I'll try and interject as much, or you know, yeah, interject as much as I can. But you know, this is um, it's a really sad time. It's a sad moment in, in history. Uh, For our generation, you know, every generation has something that's, you know, tragic and painful. Um, And this, this might be the biggest one for our generation.
1: Yeah, this is one of those topics where I have a lot to say, but I don't know where to start. Right. And like you haven't caught on, we're talking about the protests that have happened the past week over the death of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and other black men and women who have died at the hands of the police. And, uh, man, like I said, I don't even know what to start. I got so much to say, I don't know where to start. I look, like, my original plan was like, okay, I'm just going to write out some things, like, different topics I want to talk about and let you pick whichever one. And I don't know. That might be the be- uh, that might be the best. Go ahead, ask me where, Go ahead, go ahead. It's How be, your
0: where, where have your emotions gone from from the beginning to you know to this weekend to now? Like, is it has it been pretty constant, or is there, is it been in terms of like your anger or frustration sadness or do you kind of do those things kind of hit at different times
1: they definitely hit at waves depending on what I'm doing and what I what I see online like mostly the film it's just anger and disgust at seeing another black person killed by the police and then I always, like, anytime this happens, I think, in fact, well, I have a son, so how am I going to explain this to him when he gets older, and I'm trying to find the words, and, like, they don't come, I know, soon, like, he's tall for his age, he's, like, he's seven, but he's one of the tallest kids in his school, in his uh, class, so when he, I know that when he's 14, 15, he's going to be one of those black kids like an adult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hope he doesn't have any negative reactions with the police, but hoping would be just stupid in this world now. So I had to prepare him. And, you know, the words, I haven't found the right words to say to him yet to sit him down and say, hey, police... Do that are good, but they're still bad, and it's like I don't know how to break that. Like he's he's still a child; he has that aura of innocence, and I'm about to break that and right. crush it. But it's like it's for his own safety, mm-hmm. and it's one of survival. Moments. Yeah, no it's, survival. it's a very difficult thing to do as a parent, but uh, yeah, because I mean,
0: wars for it. <laughs> you know how how do you go about it? Because you know even at even at a young age, you know we still you know we're all we all kind of become aware of you know the the um, the notion of of good and bad, you mm-hmm. know right and wrong and stuff like that, you know those those notions when it's something where you know law enforcement is supposed to be supposed to be good. It's supposed to, you know, the idea of, of law enforcement now, at least is to, you know, the, the mantra has always kind of been what protect and serve. That's what's on the badge. When things like this happen and you're trying to, you know, prepare your, your child for, you know, you know, prepare them for life. Um, it's, it seems like it's going to be that much more difficult because now how do you break something that's supposed to be good into, oh, yeah, also, there's also some bad in here. There could be some bad or not so good. Um, yeah, how do you explain? Because, you know,
1: for pe- people who are supposed to protect you are going to treat you like a threat. Right, right. And... That's a talk that I'm struggling to find the words for, but I know it needs to be done before anything happens to him because I would never forgive myself if he went out here without the tools to defend himself and he got hurt or, God forbid, he ended up dead. So, right. So, and- yeah, there's anger, there's sadness looking at this scene. Like I said, another black person dead, and there's always like, The sadness also comes from the realization that even if you know this police officer got charged with murder three and manslaughter even if they get convicted which is you know a 50 50 shot right this could happen this will happen again no yeah so it's anger, it's rage, it's sadness, it's desperation. It's just like every emotion that you can pile on except for happiness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I see people of, you know, Black people, white, Hispanic, taken to the streets in America, and Europe, Australia, other countries, and they're stand out there with the Black Lives Matters signs and it does fill me with hope like maybe this will be the one that changes things and then the police come down with their militarization and start knocking heads around it's like oh this is always what it's gonna be so it's weird to feel like so hopeless and at the same time have that glimmer of hope inside but that's how i feel right now
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's happening in our own backyard. I mean, here in Houston, you know, I don't think I've seen a demonstration like this in Houston in my lifetime, at least. Well, you uh, I'm not sure you knew, but Floyd
1: was from Houston.
0: Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's why it's, um, obviously, you know, that's why it's become such a, a major issue in this city. Um, and it's it's hard, man. It's hard to watch all of these people put themselves out there, put themselves on the line, you know, because something like that you when you take it to the streets like that, you just never know what how it's gonna turn out. Yeah. You know, is everyone gonna get violent? Is no one going to get violent is everyone going to make it home you know is one person even one person not going to make it i mean there's so many things that could happen in something like this um it's you know it's it's scary and it's disheartening disheartening to see you know because you know it's cliche but it's 2020 man and we shouldn't shouldn't have to be we shouldn't still be at this point yeah. yeah, obviously, nothing is going to be, no place, no point in time is ever going to be perfect. Uh, the idea of a utopia is, is a pipe dream. It's, it's fantasy at this point. But for so many people to be divided at this point in time, you know, still is, uh, you know, it's, it sucks. and It's hard to watch.
1: yeah so that's one thing I want to talk about everything's going on, the looting violence what what's going on in the streets um, so I've been you know listening reading hearing from people of all sides and I finally come to the I just finally just said you know what I really don't give a damn about the looting I don't care about people breaking, you know, if they're so frustrated, they're breaking windows and destroying property and stuff. Because for me, it's like that stuff, it can all be replaced. Right. You have insurance to cover your broken windows or your, your loss, um, stuff, whatever your son, whatever your merchandise, you can get that back. George Floyd isn't walking through those doors anymore. Breonna Taylor isn't waking up. Because you know the police shot her in her damn sleep, so for me it's like I don't give a shit about stuff that can be replaced. I'm more obs- if you're more upset about people breaking building, breaking into buildings and looting the are about black people being killed by the police, then you're telling on yourself. Right. Right. The only thing that. And, and also, if you, you watch those videos of people who are actually doing the looting, it's not all black people. There are a lot of white people that are getting their anarchy fantasy out right now. Right. Because I saw a video today, too. In fact, one was at a van store getting looted, and there wasn't a damn black person in that crowd. And the then the Patagonia. second. Was that the one with the surfboards? Yeah, the second. Yeah, the surfboard where they're where it's just white person after white person running out there with one, two, three surfboards on their hands. So a lot of a lot of stuff you see the violence and the looting you see it's not black people being mad at the system. It's not white people just stealing shit because they can.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know that's. I mean, this again. This is a very, it's a very contentious topic you know and you know that's the only concern that i the only concern i have about that part of this of, of protesting and demonstration is that when you have rioting like that when you have looting you know early on it was it was very clear that it was a lot of young people who you know when you're in your Teens and late teens and tw- early 20s, a lot of times you don't have those hormones in checked. You don't have, it's uh, the only way you know how to direct that anger and, and, um, and those feelings. And but then it gets to a point where, you know, as powerful as those images are, you know, like I said, there's always going to be opportunists to try and make the situation even worse. You know, that's where, that's where the the looting and things like that, you know, destruction is, it's tough to, it it makes it that much tougher to watch because you know that there's people in there and probably now more people than there were that are not in it for justice. They are in it, like you said, for fantasy, you know, you know, uh getting their kicks off of this idea of of being at some badass or, or anarchist you know that's causing trouble and and, and mayhem um, you know, yeah the things can be replaced and you know there's insurance for these things um, but it just sucks to to know not not to think but to know that there are opportunists trying to you know uh make it about themselves.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: And when you, but when you see all these people doing this, you don't know, you know, these are people, you don't know who's who, you don't know where they lie. You know, who's doing it out of pure passion and rage and frustration and who's doing it just, you know, like I said, just because they can
1: I'm take I'm just gonna guess there's a bunch of white people that's what I see. But <laughs> sure. one one of the thing I see is people complaining about oh well how can you do this to your community you're just destroying isn't there another way and it's like we tried that other way. Black people tried the whole respectability let's do small protests. That's what Colin Kaepernick did. Colin Kaepernick went in front of the games and during the national anthem took a knee and hordes of white people couldn't stop long enough to actually see what he was saying it was like oh you're disrespecting the military even though he got the suggestion to kneel from a military vet oh you don't you hate the flag you hate america It's like so we tried simple demonstration we tried that we tried having you know athletes like lebron james come out and talk to people and it was, it was still, still the same thing is like oh, what would you know about this? You're rich, blah, blah, blah. Like racism stops after you make your first million dollars or something. And so you, people don't wanna listen. So when people get upset, they rage out and they destroy stuff. They can go, oh my God, how come you guys couldn't be quiet? You couldn't do this another way. And the real answer is if anybody who wants black people to find another way to protest, don't want black people to protest. Right. Because anytime you ask them, well, what's the other way? They never have an answer. Mm -hmm. They want to say, I want you to be quiet and die in the street so I don't have to deal with this. But they know that's politically incorrect. So they're asked like, well, you you don't have to destroy this. No one's listening to your message. And get into just a bare, let's get to the bottom of it. They don't listen to our message no matter how it comes. Right. I feel like. Because admitting there's a problem in America when it comes to race, it would a have it would co- it would make all these white people actually f- be accountable for something, and they hate of that. And b all these white people would sit here and talk about oh I, I did this by lacing up my bootstraps and I went to work and did this that and the third. And why can't you? The f- they would have to actually recognize that America is a rigged game and it's been rigged since its conception and they can't deal with that Mm -hmm. and they can't live with the fact that yeah they had a handout the fact that back in when what was it i want to say 1940s 50 when the gi bill came out it was only for white people so if your grandfather went to the military and went the gi bill he could get a house when he got out meanwhile mine could not so that house that your grandfather had that he passed down to your dad that got passed down to you that's that's wealth that you had in your family that my family did not have. Right. And people don't want it don't want to hear about that. They don't want understand, they don't want to hear that they had a leg up in this game the entire time.
0: Yeah. And and for me, you know, watching all of this, you know, uh, Maybe it's pessimistic and maybe it's not right, but I look at it and I look at people who, you know, I'm again, like, you know, me. I'm not as outspoken about these things, but it hurts to watch. It hurts to see all this. You know, it's it's not. You know, it, it's it's an awful time to, you know, to see what's happened. You know, to, to watch all this unfold but I understand where it's coming from. You know, I understand. I don't understand. Well, no, I mean, I understand why you would be frustrated. I mean, when you have ex- these experiences and, you know, don't know what the day is going to bring, you know, what kind of interaction you're going to have with, with anybody because of who you are or what, you know, your, the color of your skin is, you know, that, that's a, that's a, um, uh, that's a stress that I typically don't have. I don't have every day. So, but to know that people have those stressors, I mean, it's, it sucks. It sucks to, to think, you know, that, you know, people, p- folks out there have to go through that. So, but when I watch this, you know, the the pessimist, I guess, in me is thinking, you know, man, there's many people that there out there. They're out there. Protesting, demonstrating, and, and, you know, trying to be unified, trying to show solidarity behind this community or that community or, you know, whatever the situation is. And as large as these protests have been, these demonstrations have been this past week over the weekend, I think about the people that are looking at it and aren't having their They're not opening their eyes, but they're probably more frustrated because it's like you said, it's a, it's a burden. It's like a, like really, you know, it's because, you know, there's plenty of people out there that look at this as an inconvenience. If it's, you know, am I going to be able to drive through downtown today? Wait, what? I can't drive through downtown. Like, come on, I got to get, you know, those types of things. And as little as as small as an inconvenience as it is, it adds up when there's so many people that look at it and get frustrated because of that. And again, get, like you said, when it goes back to, you know, if you care more about the, the things that are stolen or over the, you know, someone losing their life, you know, that's, you know, that there's, there's definitely more, more outrage behind that. And that's, disheartening to see as well it's disheartening to see you know that level of frustration instead of outrage over why this is happening you know or it's what like, led to this happening. it's like people don't understand
1: what the hell a protest is if a right. protest doesn't disrupt shit it's not a protest
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's what you that's why people you know march in the street march on the freeway uh just disrupting because if they don't if it's not disruptive by definition it's not a protest then it's just a parade right it's, it just kills me to see people who either it, it by at this point it's not you can't be this ignorant to not understand you just don't want to understand because you know what it is you know what people are talking about you know how white supremacy hurts black and brown people but you don't care because it doesn't affect you
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you see people screaming out in pain and you just ignore it but then you want to turn around and say, oh, this is such a Christian country. It's like, what teaching of Christ did you learn from? And also, I'm tired of the assholes who sit here and say violence is not the answer. First off, shut up. Violence has been the answer in this country since 1776. Violence is how this goddamn country started. Looting and destruction of property we teach that every year to elementary school kids and we celebrate it. It's called a goddamn Boston Tea Party. There's no way in hell you can say violence doesn't work when we've had hundreds of years of slavery, we've had wars, we've had, you know, look what the, we, what America did to the Native Americans and tournament camps for uh, Japanese Americans. Look at all the things that we've done in this country to people who are supposed to Americans and people, you know, across, uh, outside the country. Can you imagine, like, after 9-11, some senator came out and said, well, you know, violence isn't the answer. We need peace. We need understanding with Al-Qaeda. Can, do you, you have any idea what the hell would happen to that person? They'd probably get impeached. <laughs> they would run that person out of whatever state they're representing. Mm-hmm. We've been at, over in Iraq and Afghanistan for since 2000, what, 2001, 2002? So 18 yeah. Almost 20 years. Yeah. So don't sit here and tell me violence is the answer. Violence is the second language of this country right after English. Because it's worked. It's, it's worked. worked. Don't. The only reason people are now saying, oh, violence is the answer is because the violence is on their doorstep. Mm -hmm. violence is always the answer when we gotta bomb some brown country it's always the answer when we gotta get some natural resource from somebody else, violence is the answer then it's just now people are destroying stuff that's near your house, now oh my god violence is the answer, we need to figure this out violence is the reason why Native Americans are on the reservations that they're on now Because America pushed them out of their lands. So don't sit here and tell me, give me that bullshit. Violence isn't the answer. It's the fucking answer. It's always been the answer. It's the only goddamn answer that we, as Americans, speak. (sighs) That's how I feel right now.
0: (laughs) I was waiting for the sigh. I was waiting for the exhale. I got it out. Yeah, I mean. um, You know, it's like for all the. For all the people who say that this isn't the right way to do it. Nobody is coming up with better solutions to, to do it, you know? And then, so if there's no other blueprint what do you expect is going to happen when the only blueprint that's proven is what you just described. The
1: blueprint since 1776. And uh, like I said, now that's on your doorstep, it's not the answer. Fuck out of here. Uh, and I'm glad I got that out. I got one more rant. In me. Sure. <laughs> you already know what it is. You know what it is. Yes. I need white people to stop trying to explain M O K to black people. If I could have no. one wish, that would be it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People think just because they heard his, I have a dream speech that that's all he was about. And in fact, let me go find, because I posted on my Facebook, what's on Facebook or Twitter? Talking about um, basically, both. basically, if you're sitting here saying "I'm okay," we wouldn't believe in these riots. Uh, let me find. Okay, so sorry. Okay, so this is from Martin Luther King's "The Other America" speech at Stanford University. I'm trying to see what year this was all right so let me just say the speech i think america must see that riots do not develop out of thin air certain conditions continue to exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots but in the final analysis a riot is the language of the unheard and what is it that america has failed to hear it has failed to hear the plight of the negro poor has worsened over the past over the last few years it has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so sorry, and so, in a real sense, our nation's summer of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice, We stand in the position of having these reoccurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. Martin Luther King said that back in, what's that, 1963? All I have to do is change out the word Negro to "African American," and it it sounds like something anyone could say about 2020.
0: It still holds true. I mean, it's um, it's sad that it still holds true because that means nothing has really changed. If he's he was right then, and if he's right today, then just means nothing has gotten better or nothing's nothing's gotten significantly better. You, you know what? I really blame uh,
1: schools, school curriculum, and this is because, you know, history is written by the victors. So, it, because if you go by what school teaches you in elementary, middle, high school, you would think Martin Luther King basically – came he gave a speech i have a the i have a dream speech and then mysteriously died into the just died one day and and you also believe that he was beloved his entire you know preaching career which is not true at the time this is of his death white people hated martin luther king like at a ridiculous like at a ridiculous rate they hated him they hated his protests his boycotts his marches they could not stand him white people only started loving dr martin luther king when he could no longer speak for himself then they did they they could put out his i have a dream speech where we could all be you know treated equally and fairly and and that right there and make them feel better about themselves, but they would, would never read something like like what I just said, the other America speech. They wouldn't read his letters from a Birmingham jail where he said basically the same thing, how white moderates are only concerned about keeping the status quo and tranquility instead of actually changing things. Because those speeches, those truths, that truth, it doesn't make them feel good about themselves. It makes them have to the look at What they really are about, and how much work we have left to do. So, of course, things like that get erased from history. Mm -hmm. They don't teach that shit. They don't teach like. You you, did you watch the uh, Watchmen series? No. Okay, so they had a point there where they talk about the Tulsa race riots, where basically white people came and completely destroyed Black Wall Street, tore it down, destroyed it. Just because like, they hate they hated black people that much. Were you ever taught that in school?
0: No, I only heard of the the Black Wall Street only last week. To be honest with you,
1: yeah, it's just like like that. Like I said earlier, the winners write history, so they get to leave out stuff where the horrid, disgusting, just truth of what white people did to black people in this country when you know there was no evidence there was no recording there were no camera phones so that truth gets pushed aside to be told at a later date and like most people heard about this story when they uh when it was in the first episode of the washington tv show i saw today uh nba reporter uh, Royce what's his name Royce right he he does for the um he reports for the um the thunder he's like, I went to school in Oklahoma and I never heard about this Jesus no Royce young I'm sorry Royce young yeah he's like I went to school in Oklahoma. I never heard about this until a couple weeks until the show and it's like that's how's that how's that possible and it's It's that white supremacy we talk about. Just anything that shows how terrible white people are, it's like we're gonna race this and we're gonna give you the happy fun side of Martin Luther King. He came and he solved racism and he died in his sleep. And it's like, no, he came, he tried to he tried to change the status quo. White people couldn't stand that man and they killed him on a hotel back balcony. So please, white people, if you're gonna quote King and try to bring him up in any kind of race discussion, please know what the fuck you're talking about. Because you're going to sit here and say, oh, Martin Luther King wouldn't do this, that, and the third. You're a lie. And more importantly, if he was actually here and living among us, you probably still hate him.
0: all right, man, I'm good.
1: I know you're just waiting for the side, but I was like, I'm good.
0: No, no, man. No, I I was just waiting for that first one. I knew that was, that was there, but, um, no, I mean, you know, I, it's me, me personally, I know there's, I know plenty of people that, you know, there's more people that I know that can, uh, articulate, you know, my feelings and, you know, because I'm sure we have similar, similar feelings, but the feelings of what's going on, you know, I'm sure can be articulated much better than what I can offer. And, you know, it's just, um, but, but I still wanted us to, to record because, you know, I wanted to hear everything you had to say, you know, and, you know, our reach is still limited. You know, we're working on it.
1: That's putting it nicely. <laughs>
0: yes. But I, you know, But we're trying to, you know, we're trying to um, uh, utilize a platform that is out there for anybody. Anybody can start a podcast and and pick up a microphone and and talk and, you know, discuss and debate and question Mm -hmm. anything that they want. And... So if we have something like a podcast, you know, we should take the time to get our thoughts out as best as we can. And you, you're able to do that so much better than I can at this moment in time, moment in time. Um, And, you know, it's, it's needed more so than ever. Because, you know, we can, hopefully, we can reach out to, you know, at least we can, say, or what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, at least we're trying to do our part. We're trying to, you know, Effect changes, you know, Effect some sort of change as best as we can with our resources you know, and our resource in this, this moment is, you know, are these microphones, you know, this recording setup. Yeah. Because like I, like I told you, you know, before we started recording, you know, I was trying to follow your tweets and stuff, you know, as much as I could over the, over the weekend, over the past few days. But, but again, you know, as broad as, social media is, it is still pretty limited, especially with like Twitter because you can only type so many things, but when you have a forum like this where, you know, conceivably we could record for as long as we want, you know, that it's good that this platform is there, this, you know, because your, your words need to be heard by somebody, by anybody. You know, it's even if it's just you and me, you know, we still have to we still have to make the effort. Yeah.
1: And you know, just go you know, every day just keep trying. That's, that's all. That's all you can say, man. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I don't know. I'm feeling burned out. The only thing I'd like to say is uh celebrities, you know Especially you celebrities that make your living in black culture who are not black, just just drop the money. Just drop like screenshots of you paying for bail or whatever, and then shut the hell up. <laughs> no, I don't need your, you know, your notes screenshot where you have ten paragraphs about how you're feeling in this moment. Just Write the check and be quiet. It would be so much better for you because <laughs> a lot of y'all are trying to get into. <laughs> there are a lot of people out there who should not, who are getting into the civil rights movement, who can't do it correctly. So just cut the check,
0: as Rasheed would say. Just cut the check and then move, move on. Right. It's uh, it's become more of an obligation mm-hmm. than uh, than something that's. Uh, Passionate about.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It feels like that, serves some people. Yeah, if you
1: just write a check saying here I'm giving money to black people and helping bail them out out of in Minnesota and New York, that's all you need to say. (laughs) Because some of y'all don't talk so good. All right, man, man. That's it. That's all I got. I'm. I'm happy to get out and get all that out, but
0: it's exhausting. I, it's, it, I, am, yeah, I it, it, it. We're doing this on zoom mm-hmm. via zoom. So I can, I, I I see you and it's like, you look, you look exhausted. I am burnt out, man.
1: Getting all this out is very cathartic, but I could take a nice seven hour nap right now.
0: No it's, lie. It's, it's deserved. Mm hmm. That's for sure. Um, you know, hopefully, I mean, look, there's still a lot left that needs to happen, um, obviously. But in terms of just like this, this case, this situation, I mean, there's still a lot that needs to, to unfold. And, um, you know, it's only Monday. We're recording on Monday um so there's a whole week of god knows what but hopefully by next week um while it you know the issue this particular issue isn't going to be solved or fixed um you know hopefully things will have improved within this coming week to where maybe we can bring some levity back to the show next week or two weeks or whenever, you know, if, if next week, isn't really the time to try and do that.
1: Oh, I, I concerned that, uh, the president ran out here is talking about, you know, uh, introducing martial law and shooting protesters and, you know, calling people to use their second amendment rights to shoot. It's like, So it tells me it's going to get worse before it gets better. Right.
0: No, I, yeah. Um, You know, we'll, hopefully the next time that we do record, it'll be the right time to try and bring some levity. Mm -hmm. And if not, we'll have to, you know, we'll have to get real again. You know, we'll have to get serious again, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Even though it is, it's exhausting for you. I mean, I understand, but you know, sometimes nah, it has it, to be done. It has
1: to be done. Can not always have lev- levity. Um, sometimes you just gotta be serious. It is what it is. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, you were talking about people uh, creating podcasts. Uh, our friend Pamela has a new podcast. You see it? Yeah, I saw that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it. Oh man, what's it called? uh where is it? sorry i'm looking at the naked opinion yeah the naked opinion yes so i'll i'll definitely subscribe and give it a listen you know let's have a friend out. all right man that's it i'm burnt out i got nothing else to say
0: you thank you as always for tuning in
1: yeah um thanks for listening guys um and thanks for sharing yeah Quincy. Yeah, no problem. You know, we just need to get all this shit off my chest. Feel better. I'm gonna eat, sleep, and hope tomorrow's better.
0: Stay safe out there, everybody.
1: Yeah, stay safe, guys. And um, that's
0: it for Anthony on DeQuincy. Later, babies.